that's just editing. You know what I mean? That's that's just editing. It doesn't actually start there. But oh. this one will. This one actually started about three seconds ago, mid-sentence, so we're good. <laughs> we, we don't need to edit it. It's just ready to roll. It's just that good, you know? When you got it, you got it. So we're here. But... But yeah, all right. So we're gonna we're gonna do something a little different this week. So in honor of Brawl in the Berg Nine, this Saturday, October twenty third, at the Monroeville Convention Center, we have got the two four seven Fighting Championships crew here. We got our owner Ryan Middleton and our matchmaker Jim Mooney on the podcast. And you know what? We're just gonna talk about the make card. Gang signs. Yeah, and make gang signs. Like that's basically it. We're gonna talk about the card. And make gang signs. So Ryan, we're actually, what, no, we're actually not gonna talk. We're just making gang signs. That's all that's we're it. doing. That's it. So if you guys came for fights or for anything fighting related, this is not for you. Just not leave now. Not the podcast for you. You're but, in the wrong place, wrong time. <laughs> but I gotta say, guys, like we've been working on this card for a long time. Feels even longer, I think, than it is. And I'm pretty stoked about where we ended up with this lineup. When you look at the card right now, I think we do have a really strong night of fights for everybody. I want to just kick it over to you to kick things off, Jim, because obviously you're in the weeds matchmaking the most. This one was a little different than most. You know, it came together quickly at the end, but was a bit of a grind getting there. Like, what was this card like for you to match? The grind is uh, is easy way to put it. Um, I've, I've, can't recall who I was talking to um, recently. It was it was another uh, matchmaker for another promotion, and uh, and the conversation was about like how how you put cards together and what um, you know is there some sort of formula. And just in that conversation, you know, I said for me it's just perseverance because it's. You're constantly chasing something, constantly chasing something. And sometimes, like in the beginning, you got, you know, it seems like you jump out to, you know, a lot of uh, great leads and then it fizzles out. This one started out rough for us. It, it was rough. And then it's like the, uh, the ball, you know, the snowball got bigger as, as we got towards the end here. Uh, but it was a little hairy, a little dicey a few weeks ago. It's, it's an easy way to put it. How were you feeling about it, Ryan? Because obviously you're crazy tuned into this. Every, I mean, just for the listeners out there, like me starting taking over as general manager now about two months ago, I've gotten a crash course in the Ryan Middleton way. And what this guy does for this promotion is pretty unbelievable. The day-to-day is crazy. Everything that goes into this is crazy. So, I mean, he's as tuned into as anybody can possibly be to this thing. So what was the roller coaster ride for you? Because the whole time when you don't have a card as a promoter, you know, there's nothing to promote. You can't just promote a blank event, you know? So how were you feeling as this was developing? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, honestly, every, every time leading up to an event, there's a, there's just different stresses. It's like, Oh, this one, you know, we're through that period where we stress about this and like, it's always, I mean, it's a very stressful um, thing. And when you're the guy that like is the financial stake in it, it's tough. Like there were moments where, you know, we're pretty, like we're pretty committed to this thing. Right. And so like, we don't take this lightly. This isn't like a, 
a hobby for us. So we're like, come hell or high water, like there's going to be a fight card <laughs> and we're committed to this card. And, and so when we have people scheduled to fight, that means we're having a card essentially. Um, so while there's times where I've, I said to Jim, like, listen, do we have a card here? Like, what are we doing? When it all comes down to it, we have, we're, we're going to be, there's going to be a fight on October 23rd. <laughs> how many, how many fights are going to be on this card? You know? And so, um, you know, it was a tough one. We, we, we haven't had a tough one like this. I think it was a combination of things, but yeah, that's, it's stressful when you're the, you know, you're the one. And then things like we've said a, quite a few times, like, wow, the, things really come together on this card because it's a beautiful card. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it got super exciting, super fast. Like, like you were kind of alluding to, it's not just, we didn't just fill it with fights. You know, it wasn't just like, oh, finally we got some people to agree, but we actually filled it with what I think are some really, really good fights that have me genuinely excited to see them come down. Like there's some, I, I look at a card and I always try to figure out, you know, what's going to be my fight of the night. And I look at this one and man, there's like, there's three or four that I can't decide which one of them is, is going to steal the show. So I'm really excited about it. So for you, Jim, as a matchmaker, it's interesting because you want to create good fights, obviously, but you also are at the mercy of who is available and who's going to say yes. So sometimes you kind of just have to take what's there at the same time. How were you balancing that through this card to make sure that you were creating fights that were good fights, but also like we've been saying, you know, we needed to fill this card. So you were kind of just, yes <laughs> if a guy wants to fight sure let's fight you know yeah it's you know it like as a matchmaker you think i'm putting on like every fight of mine you know every fight that we put out there is going to be a banger it's going to be you know potential fight of the night and that's that's always you know like a good attitude to have but the reality is there there are so many variables at play when you try to put just one bout together you spend you could spend hours for to like searching for one guy or you know one male one female and you think you got that bout lined up and then like in seconds you get this message coach comes back and says i forgot about this we can't commit give me your next date and it's it's crushing um but then you have you know, things that come together like um, Tom Kaiser and Damone Hawkins. That's that's going to be one that's going to have everybody up on their feet. And, you know, I think it's going to be, you know, a, a banger of a fight. Um, and Sid's fight, Sid Sid Ross and Angel Blackwell. I've uh, been trying to get Angel on the card for a while. You know that Sid is a mainstay and a, a staple for 247. Um, so, you know, fights like that, you, you know that uh, – what you're going to get from um, from the returning 247 vets. You know, the mindset, though, is always like trying to put together the best bout possible. Sometimes you just never know. You know, debuts, you know, you don't know what you're getting. Um, you know, even guys that have been in there for, you know, a few times, it's, it's matchups. And you can't get inside somebody's head and really know, like, what's going to happen once that door closes behind them. So I don't want to say, you know, say it's a crapshoot because we do spend a lot of time in, uh, in looking at the fighters and potential bouts and who we could match up. Um, 
but you know, it, it, it all comes together um, and ends up being a great night of fights. And, and that's what I think Saturday is going to be um, from start to finish. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking for the stress to be done so that we can get on to December 4th and stressing about that. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, let's shift the stress. Right. Well, it's funny. Cause Jim said something about um, you could spend so many hours like working on one fight. We've literally, I kid you not. We've built an entire card from looking for one fight. Like we've started out the matching process, looking for a fight, like not for this card, but for a different card for Jake Lowry, who is hard to find. Like, it's not the easiest thing to find guys that want to get into a cage with a guy who's gotten into a cage a bunch of times and always won. Like that's not the easiest thing to find someone to fight. So we've literally gone into Cheyenne Hall's another one, by the way, we've gone into um, match. Like let's look for a match for Jake and we've filled the whole card and still needed Jake. And like, we haven't tried anyone else and, Jake was still left. So it's funny, you know, like you'll, you know who you have to attack first and you go after those and the rest of the card kind of fills up and you try to find like, you know, find those other matches that, that, that work out well. Yeah. yeah. You, you like, you try to have tunnel vision, but we talk about it uh, plenty of times where you go down the wormhole, you know, where you, you find somebody on topology and you go to their uh, their teams, uh, their gym's tapology page, and so you start looking through there. And you're like, oh, there's a there's a, a featherweight that I need, but you know, for an advanced amateur bout. And then you look into that, and you think you're just gonna like casually look, and then you look at his um, um his. Then you find fight, then you find fights of them, so you can see yeah, it's cr- yeah, the wormhole. It's it, it was insane to go down it. F- for this card with you guys and just see everything that goes into it because it it was news to me, you know, usually on the media side of things as my background as a journalist covering the sport, there was so much that I never connected the dots on, but just one thing that I wanted to mention that you guys were kind of talking about how things just start falling into place. Sometimes it's like not finding the right fighter, but the right gym, like you were just saying, gym <laughs> about you know you fi- you find the gym that wants to work with you because it was like when we found knoxville mma and we were talking to jason king that's when it was like okay now we have like you know three four guys to pick from because they're already they got a nice gym they're willing to travel all this it, it was just really interesting to me because when i look at cards i always focus you know on the local guys and didn't give much thought to the opponent or the fact that hey there's multiple opponents from out of town all from the same gym and that's on purpose that's very intentional so that's something that I never thought of and it was it was just cool to see that happen and I think I like you know what we've discussed with Jason King so far and Knoxville MMA they seem like a great team and I'm I'm really excited actually to get them in here and see what their guys can do so that's like the new exciting element to me is that it's not just the local guys but now it's you know Knoxville MMA like okay let's see what their guys are going to do in town because you never know. That could be something in the future that we keep working with them and have a cool little relationship. And, and that's where I think we want to, where we want to be is like Knoxville MMA, like we're probably, you know, we'll probably get a card or two out of them where we get good matches and then it might be like four or five cards. And then we'll have another spot where we have like good matches for them and, and bring them back in and have them in two or three times a year, maybe. 
Um, and that's where we really, I think in an ideal world, we have like 10, 15 gyms that we work with. And, you know, we, we have, we have guys that we do that with already and we want to add to that and, and bring those guys in and let their gyms grow, let our gyms grow, let like help each other get to where we all want to be and just develop everyone. Yeah. And just, you know, from the fan side of things, I think it's really cool to see, you know, James Gray is another one, Jim. I know you've been talking to him nonstop at Scorpion Fighting Systems. It's like, it's cool to see gyms with this UFC pedigree, national recognition, and we're getting some of their amateur up and coming fighters. Like who's to say that they're not going to be the next UFC star. You know, they got the gym, they got the talent around them, the coaches around them. And now we're going to, you know, it's like our best versus your best, you know, that's really fun. Who, who doesn't love that dynamic, you know? So it's just, it's cool to connect with teams like that and obviously create those relationships, I think. Well, that's certainly the goal. Um, you know, we, I, I, I wouldn't call us a new promotion or a newer promotion. And we've learned a lot of things from, from the very beginning and to the point we're at now. And they, the, you know, the one thing that is the most important is developing relationships and maintaining them. And, and they can't be just like surface relationships. You got to get to know these people and try and understand what they're going through and, um, and just keep in, in contact with them as much as possible because you may make a contact and it might not work out for this show or maybe the next two or three shows, but, you know, always keeping in touch with, with that person, you just never know where, where it's going to take you. Um, you know, and it, it could be four cards from now, um, you know, where we have like three or four guys. That, that's how um, Knoxville MMA came into play. Um, Scorpion with James Gray, you know, uh, that was one of the gyms, Scorpion fighting systems out of Michigan was one of the gyms that we had targeted right from the very beginning. And, you know, said that we wanted to work with because of the talent that they had, you know, UFC fighters, Bellator fighters, you know, from, from Mm -hmm. top to bottom, they got quality guys. And, you know, that obviously means quality coaching and instruction. So, you know, and quality people to deal with too. Um, we've had a few that, that were a little rough, um, in dealing with coaches and it's part of the learning process, but, you know, I think we got the formula figured out. It's just trying to stay out of that wormhole that we can sometimes go down and and looking for, for one fighter. Yeah. It was absolutely baffling to me to see the amount of people that reached out to us and obviously I'm not naming names or throwing anybody under the bus at all, but people reaching out and saying, I want to fight for you guys. And it's like, okay, where do you train? I don't train anywhere. Well, how many fights do you have? I don't have any fights. I just think I want to fight. Like I never knew that that existed to such the degree that it does. Like there are so many of these people out there. And and again, not knocking you. Like if you want to fight, that's amazing. That's great. We would love to have you, but like get to a gym first, <laughs> train, get a first coach step. first. Yeah. Yeah. First step practice. <laughs> yeah. Second step. Yeah. Fight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, that, that's, crazy. that's the funny thing is there's no shortage of people. Like it's, I think for you, like, you know, you're starting to see like, Oh, there's tons of people that want to fight 
for us and and there's tons of pros there's tons of amateurs there's tons of like experienced fighters but ultimately when it comes down to it is like we have to match the local guys and if you don't if we don't have a local guy to match with the guy that wants to fight for us like we don't have anything and so there are i mean i there are fighters that we've had fight for us that i love them like they're awesome out of town guys like phenomenal i'd love to have them on every card like you got mike johnson from from detroit like there's a bunch of guys that i would love to have on every card and we don't have anyone to put them against ultimately we're a business and we can't bring in both sides of of a fight and have a fight between two people that no one's selling tickets and like we're paying you know what i mean like it just doesn't make sense it doesn't make financial sense so um there's no shortage of people that want to fight for us. And that's the cool thing. Um, we want to keep building this thing and, and expand out and grow this bad boy so we can get as many fights for as many of these people as possible. Yeah, it's it's interesting, too, to think about that, the the pipeline. And then, Jim, kind of you mentioned it earlier, so I don't know. I, I kind of want to just kick this to Ryan. He mentioned December 4th, which nothing's been said about that yet but that date might mean something for us <laughs> i don't know if you want to talk about that but I'll, I'll let you take it wherever you want to take it for the good people oh is this for me or just yeah, for you ryan it's on, for you. you're the owner this is your well, moment <laughs> no i mean i, I think I, I guess we'll make this the official announcement <laughs> on the spot uh so we're uh we're we're gonna have a card uh end of the year card december 4th and it's, it's going to be called we came up with i mean we spent a long time thinking of the name of this we're going to go with brawl in the berg 10 wow wow um, sweet yeah, we, i like it Crazy. yeah we we th there was some rocket science involved with that um but yeah we're gonna have brawl in the berg 10 this puts us in our 10th event in pittsburgh our 11th event overall and it's going to be a pretty special card um because it's uh i mean am i going all the way with this I mean, go that's why i kicked it to you you go well, where you're comfortable I mean, going <laughs> i think uh we we're, it's gonna be a pretty unique card um at least if all pans out if it all pans out the way we're planning for it um it's going to be a an mma card slash boxing card oh my goodness <laughs> like you didn't know <laughs> I, it's um, new it's news to me no idea so um we're, we're gonna have we we've been approved for it we're in the process of obtaining the boxing license and bond which yeah i gotta talk to you about that hunter nice um, and all that good stuff so it's gonna be awesome we're so stoked it's gonna be at the uh december 4th at the green tree sportsplex so, I'm just going to warn everyone right now. There is no possible way. I mean, we just don't have the space for this not to be a complete sellout. So if you want to go to that fight, the people that will be offered tickets first are people that buy tickets to this event. So um, Brawl in the Berg 9, if you buy tickets, the ticket purchasers for Brawl in the Berg 9 will be offered a pre-sale of Brawl in the Berg 10. And that counts for all the online sales. Nice. 
That's a good little incentive. Like you said, you know, we've been to Green Tree quite a bit, scoping out the area to see what we got to work with. And it, like you said, you, you never want to count your chickens before they hatch or anything, but that's, that's a sellout waiting to happen, <laughs> especially with like, like you alluded to the card we're planning. There's just no way that this, if you want to go guys, go, go to Brandenburg nine, get the pre-sale, <clears throat> get the ticket, because that's pretty much what you're going to have to do. Jim, what do you got to say about that? Okay, so what I have to say about that is I actually, so I started loading not necessarily fighters or fights into the database, but um, I put fighters onto the uh, Brawlenberg 10 database. It's it's going to be a killer car. It is, <laughs> it's going to be, a, that's, that's all I can say. I don't need to really go into detail about it, but the fighters that we have, um on there and we do have some tentative bouts lined up it's that's that's going to be an incredible way to end 2021 for 247 it really will be hunter i want uh you can go further take a step further with that announcement if you want oh i think i know where you're leading me with this one i like it so he mentioned it's mma slash boxing and there's basically one sole reason it is slash boxing and that's because we've locked in pittsburgh legend bill hutchinson to headline the boxing component of the card so bill hutchinson's coming back he's coming off like a two-year layoff he is hungry man i've been talking to hutch a lot these past couple weeks and he is he's dialed in he's he's hungry he's in camp right now working for this december 4th fight so Hutch is back and he's stoked and, you know, we're starting to build out the undercard for boxing and it's going to be good too. It's not just Hutch and a bunch of nobodies. I promise you that the whole boxing card is going to be pretty, pretty good for us. And as Jim alluded to, the MMA card is looking just as good for me. It's, it's kind of like, I can't believe it's happening this way because it's like, it's all too good to be true to me, you know, being so fresh to it and everything. It's like, we're throwing darts at, oh, well, who would we want in like a fantasy Madden draft, you know, but it's actually falling that way. So it's like, this is, this is just going to be a stacked, stacked card that I am ridiculously excited about. I mean, Green Tree is going to be insane. It's going to be, like I said, sold out for sure. And uh, we're going to have a ton of fun with that one. So it's, it's just going to be a special night. And I think Braun the Berg 10, Ryan kind of undersold how uncreative you know how creative or not that name is but the reason that we decided we wanted to go with that was the 10 you know we think 10 double digits really means something and this card really means something you know it's it's bigger and better and that's where we want to go for this card and beyond so 10 double digits we're into double digits and we're doing something special for you guys so i think the card when when we release more details you're going to look back on this podcast and be like, Oh yeah, that's what they were talking about. <laughs> um, just not to, to just to kind of add something to that. I think, um, well, never mind. Go ahead. God, it's, it's a teaser. Come on. Yeah. I like that. Oh, no, well, what, one of the, um, yeah, no, no, I, I, I'm going to leave that one for, I mean, <clears throat> Because we haven't locked him in, so I'm I'm not gonna say anything about that. Smart, but that's smart. There, there's there's 
I mean, if all this comes together, guys, it's it's just too good to be true. Um, this is the kind of card where, like, the space aspect, like the timing of everything, like we're we're saying, like, man, we wish this this from a space standpoint that this was in Monroeville because there's really unlimited space for us there. We could do mm -hmm. lots of things that we never, you know, never dreamed of. But um, we're going to have a super packed crowd. It's going to be insane December 4th, man. It's going to be so awesome. I'm so stoked. And you got to come early because the parking, you're, you're, you know, you park at the hotel. There's thousand spots down there but it's got that's going to fill up and you're going to have to park up in foster plaza like we're going to fill up the whole green tree the whole town of green tree is going to be filled with people coming to this fight yeah and like we're my i'm always positive thinking you know everything rose-colored glasses all that stuff that's just kind of how my brain works but when i when i think about this i think about like the iconic pittsburgh fights that have happened and you know the one that people always say is like don mazada cody garbrandt like that's the event that everybody who loves pittsburgh mma pittsburgh combat sports says that's the event i want to be at or that's the one that i was at and holy crap i was there and it was as amazing as everybody said i want brawl in the berg 10 to be the next one like i want that to be the one that people are like yeah i was at brawl in the berg 10 and it was unreal like a different level i think you know, not tooting our own horn. I think we do things incredibly well all the time, but I think Brawl in the Bird 10 is going to be that next level to let people see exactly where we're going. I, I, I love, I love hearing that, you know, I, you, you think about, honestly, when you take a look at what, where we've been and what we've had to kind of go through to get to where we are now, like, I mean, we started a year one year prior to a pandemic we had three shows prior to our show getting cut down or shut down the day of like like promotion new promotions don't like withstand that like it's hard it's enough not, just, yeah. just to survive like in this business and not deal with that like the fact that we've fought through that battled through that we had we had shows during the pandemic without an audience because they took the audience away and we still had the shows like we we've done things that people haven't had to deal with haven't had to do like it's a cakewalk from here we're gonna we're taking this thing i think the gyms in pittsburgh the the fighters in pittsburgh the coaches in pittsburgh like we owe it to that like they're all a, like a reason why we were able to do this like it's all of us pittsburgh mma and pittsburgh now combat sports is who we are like we're not you know it it's we're all in this together and so you know the more the merrier and the more opportunities we can give to them the more opportunities that they can take advantage of the gyms are going to grow they're growing now like just in the past couple of years like the gyms have gotten a lot bigger because MMA is big again. Like people are excited about it. And so I just think we're, we, we, it's all lined up to like succeed. We can't go through worse than what we already been through. And we're, we're doing, we're doing pretty good. So I'm excited. I'm super excited. I think that this is the start of a, another chapter, like turning the next page and, and like, 
going forward and like I'm not one that likes to look back I like to correct things I like to do better I like to but I, I just think this team we have the team we have around us in Pittsburgh the fact that we have like boxers who are you know itching to for us to promote them um it's awesome it's so cool what an honor what an honor that you know Bill Hutchinson you know has worked on us you know what an honor that another guy has like encouraged us and and wanted us to uh promote him and like if that all comes to fruition wow like that's so cool like I, i'm just super stoked yeah hunter i have a question for you i want to turn the tables on you because i you know i am a former you know podcaster <laughs> you know the drill yeah i i get this so you know you've been doing this now for a couple months you've been you know thrown into the into the fire right what's been the biggest like you know there's certain things we're gonna say and not say like without sure without, sure but ultimately like what's been the biggest surprise for you about like how, how it works on this side like when you see the behind the scenes when you know all the things that you know you don't know from the outside looking in yeah so immediately where my brain goes it's almost a cop-out answer but i don't think it is i'll justify it for you guys so it's not as cop-outy the most surprising thing is simply the amount of things that go into one show <laughs> like when you're from the outside you're like hey i show up and i sit down and they bring the fighters out and the fighters fight and then they go home right that's all that happens it's pretty cool and it's a nice night and it's like from the outside that is how it seems but and Ryan will attest to this. He, he tasked me this week with creating a checklist for Brawl in the Berg 9 and Brawl in the Berg 10, because obviously we're working on these simultaneously. And he was like, write down everything that you think needs done. Just start making a punch list. Like, here's what I think needs done. And then I'll go back through and add stuff or change stuff, modify stuff. But I just want to see like what you come up with that you think needs done. So I made a pretty robust list, honestly. And full disclosure, I'm not a guy who does lists or organization and things like that. It's completely not my character. So I actually put some time into it. I'm like, okay, Ryan wants to see a list. Let's, you know, let's give him a list that looks good and sounds good. So I went through and did it. And then when he went through, I revisited it this morning. This is Wednesday morning. And it was just like doubled in size. He's like, here, here are the actual things. That need, like, uh, to be fair, I think I did okay. Like a lot of my stuff was right, but there was so much more than even I realized. And that was after being in the weeds for two months with you doing this and knowing a little more than if you had tasked me with that from the beginning, man, I would have been, you know, <laughs> I would have been dead. I would have had no idea what needed done. I would have been like, um, post something on Instagram, right? <laughs> like, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do that for you. But yeah, man, just the nuance behind the scene is absolutely unbelievable and how, how you both Jim and Ryan, like keep everything straight on a day-to-day -day basis. It's, it's honestly pretty remarkable. So it's very useful for me to see how you guys operate and adopt some of that for myself. This was about, about a month ago, maybe a little longer. Um, but I remember uh, Ryan calling me while he was in his vehicle and um, just periodically he listens to, uh, old podcast of MMA Fancast when him and I did it, and on came a podcast, and him and I had talked about this a lot, like off the podcast, just in casual conversation. Um, but on the podcast, 
it was me, like there was a conversation and I was talking this about- This is before we were promoting. Yeah. What it would take, like what does it take from start to finish to put a show together until you actually put somebody's butt in the seat? And I was inquisitive with that and wanting to know like what all has to happen what you know how many people at the time i wasn't really thinking people but just like the logistics you know and how does that all come together where you actually put on a show you got the lights you know come on you know the the fighters coming down the runway the smoke going the music playing you know and then you've got to get fans involved and you want them on their feet and cheering and like what does it take and so now you, you get a taste of that. And I, it's still mind boggling to me, you know, even being on this side of the show, it's like, if I would have known, like if somebody could have sat down with me at that time, like sat across the table and I asked, you know, said that stuff and they said back to me, okay, well, here's what it is. And I could actually visualize it and almost kind of feel it. I, I don't know. I, I might have said that ain't for me. Yeah. But yeah. like once you get into it though, um, even though there are nights like when like you go to sleep and you're still thinking about like messages that you need to send or did you do that? And like just a lot of the stuff um, that you know is involved with this, it's eventually you get to the point where and it's usually like fight night, you know, once the last night is the, the last fight of the night is announced. And then, you know, they all happen. Then you can relax mm-hmm. because it's actually happened. But you get to the point where it's, you know, it was all worth it. And um, but it's, yeah, it's crazy what what goes into putting one show on, not just one show, but one fight. It's crazy. And that's like. That's why there's this constant, like, emotions going into fight, like the night of a fight. Like, promoters, from what I gathered, like people I've talked to, you you all think like this is the, I'm I'm not doing this again. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm not, in, and I now I like I remember hearing uh, Matt Layshock say like, man, eh, you know, it's a lot of work, uh, you know. And I, I've said that myself, like going into fight, like into the week of the fight and like all the work, like I am exhausted right now. Like I need a good night's sleep. I, I, I work full time. I'm like, you know, I'm obsessed. I am. It's just period. (laughs) I I'm always thinking about like, what do we need to do? Like, I, I don't want to put on like, an average show like i don't want people to go away saying like oh, it was all right like that's uh, that's not good enough for me i don't want that like i want people to be like wow like if i get anything less than like a, a first timer coming and saying like like if if you said well was it what you expected and they were like yeah like that would not be good enough for me like right right like i 
I wanted to be like, wow, I, I had no clue like this was happening in Pittsburgh. Like I thought this was just when the UFC was in town. Like that's what I want to create. And, and, and you, you guys are like the keys to all that, man. You guys are like making it happen. Jim makes the bouts happen. Hunter's taking the reins of the, of the, the development and growth and, and the boxing side. He's going, what did you apply for? What did you? I'm a, well, it's not official yet, I guess, but a boxing promoter's license. How crazy. So two years ago, I was putting cameras in Ben Roethlisberger and Minka Fitzpatrick's face. And now I'm a boxing promoter. <laughs> Life is weird, man. Life is super weird, but I love it. And I got to say this, this feels right, man. Everything about it. I love like what you said, Jim, when you were like, you go to bed and you're just still thinking about the things that need done or could be done. And that's the exciting thing for me is like Ryan said it a million times, like you're never going to be done working. Like you can do your day and whatever and feel like, okay, I'm going to check out for the night. But throughout the night, you're still going to think about the other things that can be done or should be done, whatever it may be. And, and that to me is like the ultimate job because that's what I, that's again, like that's how my brain works. Like I always want, something else. And I always want something new and something fresh and everything is new and fresh every day in this industry. Cause it's always shifting. So that's, it's really fun, man. It's a crazy adventure. And to think, like I said, two years ago, what I was doing versus what I'm doing today, insane, it's insane, but it feels right. It's a roller coaster too, though. I mean, you're you, the ups and downs are like daily. Like, Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I've been, I've been called a goober. I got <laughs> you have been calling well, I the got... best part is I didn't keep that from you. It was like day seven. I'm like, dude, you a fighter just called you a goober, bro. Yeah, a fighter nonetheless. So it's like it's not even a dude that I could do something about it with. You know what I mean? It's like, well, yeah, you well, me a goober. Oh, yeah well, I'll let you kick my butt. Yeah, it's like, well, I'm not going down that path. So I guess I'm a goober now. I guess that's where we're at. But <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there's that. I got essentially oh cursed out by yeah but yeah i mean there there's been there's been good stuff so far you know it's like you said it's a roller coaster but i can still smile through the downs so far at least i'll say like there, it's kind of funny to me like it's cool to see these sides of things and experience them and work through them and then you said something super important i think ryan when you were mentioning the type of show that we run with 247 and that you want people to show up and be impressed it is an impressive show it's not your average regional MMA promotion. So I think for me, that's also something that makes it incredibly excited to grow. And honestly, like you were talking about the growth and development makes my job a lot easier because when I pitch people about how good the show is, I'm not lying to you. I'm giving you actual pictures, actual videos, actual data and evidence about where we're going and what we have planned. You can see for yourself that this is not me saying, Oh, we're, you know, the best MMA promotion in Western PA. It's like, no, it, it's actually all there if you just want to find it. So it makes that job that much more fun and easier. Yeah. I, um, one of the guys I work with, he's, he's an MMA fan. He, you know, follows UFC uh, pretty hard. And I've been talking to, uh, to this guy, Lou, you know, saying you got to come out to, got to come out to the show and just different things, you know, didn't uh, work out in his favor for actually coming to one. But, you know, like the whole time I kept telling him, you know, look, when being at an, at an event, 
you're it's it's going to be totally different than what you may have envisioned actually seeing it live and it's just it's just, it's a completely different experience and i didn't get to see him when he came in and i said you know he, he came to um Brandenburg, uh seven that was the uh august 7th show in monroeville and um i told him to you know me up before he was it eight yeah that's eight yeah it was eight that right. was the evening show on the double yeah. header yeah you're right it was eight and um so i said you know look me up before you sit down you know we'll, we'll talk for a few minutes and he said he saw me but i was just you know doing stuff he didn't want to break me away from what i was doing but afterwards we just sort of ran into each other and he said jim you you told me like it was not going to be anything that I could envision or expect. And he said, but I had no idea that it was going to be the way that it was. And he said, I was just totally blown away. And he said, you, you told me before, you know, alluding to what we were talking about before, about putting the show together and what it takes. And he said, I just, I tried looking around and tried to figure out how you did it. And he said, I don't, I don't know how, how, how you guys do it. Like, this is legitimate. It's not just like a legitimate show. It's it was a good show to come and watch too. So yeah, you got you got to go out and like, sitting down in front of one live for the first time. It's it's gonna hook you. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think the the very first podcast we did here on this was me with Adam Milstead, and we talked about that at length. You know, you think you're just a UFC fan, Bellator fan, but there's something about a local fight card and i think maybe pittsburghers have been a little spoiled because pinnacle was great as well you know gladiators of the cage was great we've had good mma promotions in pittsburgh and that vibe is just different it's exactly like what your friend was saying jim like i've been you guys too like you've been to ufc big ufc events bellator events i've been cage side at these events but there's something about a local card when you get these fans who are not you think you're fans of UFC fighters, right? Like, oh, I like whoever. Uh, I like John Jones, which is probably a hot take nowadays, yeah, but what, I like John who, Jones. Who who does like John Jones anymore? <laughs> I think it's literally just me left. But um, yeah, anyway, <laughs> it's like you're fans of these guys, but you don't actually know them. At a local MMA show, we're talking about people they go to work with, friends, family, wives, you know, it's people who don't just like them as fighters They're but personally they, invested in we, their life yes so you want to talk about the kind of fandom that creates it's it's crazy and i think brawl the berg eight was a perfect example like jake lowry's cheering section is is kind of iconic at this point you know the lowry chance like that's that's awesome you don't you don't get that you know at a big ufc event at least in that way it's not as intimate ever at a, at a right, large yeah. scale event it, so there's something genuinely special about local mma and actually one of my really good friends from cincinnati which is a weird sentence to say like he probably shouldn't be a really good friend if he's from cincinnati yeah, I, I but would just, i would just cut all ties at yeah point. true that's probably the right call but for now tony gets to you know stick around so tony's actually coming to brawl in the berg nine on saturday he's a huge okay, UFC well, then fan. you can keep him as a friend <laughs> <laughs> i knew i knew i could change you quickly <laughs> so he's a huge ufc fan but has never been to a show so i'm really excited for this to be his first show and, and see what 247 does and you know like we said we started with and i kind of want to loop back to it the card itself 
came came around late, but I'm looking at it right now on my screen. I'm like, I'm pretty proud of what we assembled here, boys. You know, there's there's some really good fights happening here. So I want to I want to get each of you your early contender for fight of the night, just to give the listeners like one bout that you're particularly excited about. Jim, I guess, kick it off since you're the closest to him. Uh, well, okay, so you only get one. one. Just one. Pick one. Just okay. One. Um, I, I I think this is this is going to be fight of the night, but it's also somebody that, and I'm not taking anything away from Blue Corner, but it's just somebody that I think is a fighter to watch on the local scene, um, uh, and that is uh, Bexelton. Egan Berdiev and Bronson Bezorgi. And I don't know if I pronounced either of those <laughs> names correctly, um, but, um, you know, with some of the things that, uh, that Jason King, um, Bronson's coach, had to say about him, and obviously, you know, us in the relationship we have with Isaac Greeley and the Math Factory, um, and, you know, Isaac getting his uh, claws sunk into uh, Beck Bexelton, it's that has all the makings to me of fight of the night. Um, and I'm looking for big things coming from uh, what Isaac is going to be doing for his career. You know, I'm talking about uh, Beck Bexelton. So that's, that's my case for um, fight of the night. Nice. Cool. Beat so that. You're do you're doing one too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you guys okay. mine. Okay. Um, so, Although I, I, there's a couple people I want to like shout out before I go. So <laughs> I'm super stoked about Cliff Richards. Dude is like, he's like every promoter's dream, right? He's promotable. He, he, he puts stuff out there. He likes to, you know, put stuff on social media and promote his fight. Like he's who he's what we want people to be doing. Like we want, we want to build this thing. And when people promote self promote, promote their fight, push pay-per-views, do all those things. Like love seeing that great job, Cliff. I'm super excited. I'm sorry. I'm like going through the lineup now. <laughs> I'm super excited. I'm not specifically talking about fight of the night, but I'm talking about like things I'm excited about. Dalton Macri. I'm super stoked for him to make his MMA debut. I've heard great things about him. He's done a lot of great things in the wrestling world um, as a, uh, you know, I, I help coach in, in Upper St. Clair with the youth. Um, so he's a big name in the wrestling community. He's done a lot of great things. Excited for him. There's a lot of great guys on this card, so I don't want to, like – like not saying any can we are we going to talk about is this the like wrap up or are we going to talk about more i i mean we're all still yeah. alive so as long as Green we're chart. alive and yeah okay. I mean, we're good i'll just skip to the like <laughs> fight of the night thing so because we're, we can still talk about other fights sure sydney ross and angel blackwell okay so let me just tell you that there's never been a sydney ross fight that hasn't been an amazing fight. Like literally her and her opponent make a great fight every time. It's, it's, it's like the way she fights, her skill level, all of those things. Now, Angel Blackwell is a hammer. 
These two are both incredible. I can't, this is such a great main event. I'm so stoked for those two. Going to be awesome. I, I, I don't like it. It's going to steal the show. They're the show stealer. That's my fight of the night. I like that pick. I like both those picks, honestly. Just getting back to Beck Sultan for a second, because you asked me earlier, like something that surprised me, Ryan. The amount of people that turn down fights surprises me. Like I always feel, especially amateurs, because in my head from the outside, it's like, oh, you're an am, like you can lose a couple as an amateur and nobody's going to think very differently of you. You know, it's not a big deal. It's like you lose as an amateur. Everybody does. You know, everybody loses as an amateur. It's fine. The amount of people that are like, who's the 170 pounder you're matching? I have a guy who's interested. And then you give them the name and they're like, can we see some footage? And we send him that fight from flood city fight night. And they're like, yeah, we don't want that fight anymore. <laughs> That's not the guy that we want to face, dude. Beck Salton, like you said, his debut, he was a guy that I instantly, when I saw him in Johnstown, I was like, that dude is on a different level for an amateur welterweight in the region. Like he's that guy that you look at that might be, next level bound so definitely that's a solid pick sydney ross yeah she makes everything better like you said right like never in a bat she's ranch dressing put it on anything makes everything better <laughs> you like that I'm a, I'm a ranch not a blue cheese guy so well, i like, no, I, I like that I'm, yeah wow i thought you guys were going to be upset with that but no, I, know. I don't that's like awesome you're good <laughs> so pleased with how that went but my fight of the night pick is going to be another matt factory guy and it's going to be Ferdaz Naimi, Bobby Murder versus Vincent Costantino. And this one for me has been from the jump when we were even just talking about it as a possibility. I'm like, gosh, I hope that fight happens because that is just an absolute banger. Like Ferdaz in his Brawl in the Berg 8 performance, killer. Like, again, just like I said about Beck Salton, when you watch him fight, you're like, this guy is on a slightly different level he's more advanced than his record indicates for sure his striking is amazing his grappling you can't train at mat factory and not have good grappling you know you'll die if you show up there without grappling so they're whipping his grappling into shape and he's becoming like a vicious well-rounded fighter but the thing about this like i have full bobby murder to me is a guy that for sure that's a fighter in the region to watch but what made this matchup so exciting was Vincent Costantino. And he trains at Henzo Gracie Latham, New York. And he hit us up and was like, I just, I want to fight. Who you guys got? And Ferdaz was a guy just like Beck Salton that we had people reach out and think they wanted to fight him until they saw the footage. And then they were like, oh, yeah, I no longer want that fight. Vincent, <laughs> Vincent saw it and was essentially like, I want it more now because he's good. I'm good. And this is going to be a good fight. So Vincent, like every step of the way, has been so, so confident in both his stand-up, his ground game. He feels like anywhere this fight goes, he's going to be in control. And that's what makes it such an exciting matchup to me because it's like our stud, our local stud, you know, Bobby Murder versus New York's stud, Vincent. You know, he's 3-0 and early in his career in all three fights in 2021 by the way like this dude is super active and just winning everything up there so it's it just seems to me on paper as a matchup of like future super prospects which is insanely exciting to me so that that's my pick but ryan it sounded like you probably wanted to talk about a couple more fights so 
Who else? Well, you got I was there? surprised when when I when I asked you about things that surprised you that you didn't say I was surprised at how awesome it is working with the athletic commissions. Oh like, yeah, they're great. Just how amazing they are! Like <laughs> they truly are government officials working for the people. Yes, that's what yes. that's what keeps me around. Mm-hmm. They have our best interests in mind every step of the way. Is one thing that I've noticed. <laughs> I mean, this has been a card that um, has been very straining with the commissions. But <laughs> yeah, other fights I wanted to talk about, um, specifically Cody Gamble and Dan, Dan Albright. Like uh, the big boys are coming to f- now. And when you take a look at Albright, you look at a guy and he has a one and I don't know, one and two, one and three record. And you think, oh, like, the dude is a kill. Like, look who he's lost to. He's lost to guys who are like three and zero, oh, six mm-hmm. and one, and like two and zero oh as a pro now. Like, he's lost to complete hammers, and he's you know. So it's not like he's not a highly skilled guy. That fight, I honestly think they're gonna bring it. Like, they're gonna be our the best heavyweight fight in two four seven history. Our short history but we've had quite a few heavyweight fights as a matter of fact uh cody gamble and uh who was the kid from maryland that, that he fought jim from maryland uh, uh you're talking about tim timmy timmy mcfarland no no oh, no uh raiden keller raiden keller that was yeah. a an awesome heavyweight fight i think this takes the cake and this becomes the new best heavyweight fight in in 247 history um yeah there's i mean i'm super excited there's a lot of good fights on this card it's awesome you gotta get tickets <laughs> 247 fighting.com the sass the absolute sass behind that delivery was beautiful <laughs> yeah. oh man i can't i can't let us go without mentioning while we're just you know say we've we've essentially mentioned every fight on the card at this point but I want to give a little extra attention to Shane Nuttall for the social media work that he's done in subtly trolling Tanner Cahill every step of the way, because Tanner is a guy obviously very hyped in the region, you know, sells a ton of tickets, very popular fighter and looked amazing in his debut as well in Johnstown. And Shane Nuttall came in and and just is having so much fun on social media. So I highly recommend he changed his profile picture to a picture of Tanner Cahill when the fight was announced. So that was the funny thing. It, I, I was so confused. I thought that Tanner Cahill had a second profile because, because he's like promoting his own fight. Right. And I'm thinking it's like a second Tanner profile. Like, you know, how some people have like multiple profiles or whatever. So I'm like, why would he name, like, why Shane Nuttall? Like, uh, or no, it's Shane Michael. Yeah, Shane and, Matthew. Uh, yeah. Shane or Matthew, Matthew, yeah, whatever. Um, it's Shane Nuttall, but yeah. Well, yeah, it was him, but he uses his middle name or whatever for his last name on his on his Facebook profile. So I literally set, like, thought, like, that's really weird. Tanner, Tanner Hayhill's, Cahill's running too. <laughs> but he has, <laughs> but then he did the clown thing that you sent us this oh, morning. Oh, my goodness. He's, he's, he's unreal. Like he clearly loaded this picture in Snapchat and then edited it, like made Tanner into a clown with like flags hanging off him. And dude, 
I, I'm cracking up. Like from afar, I think this is beautiful. I love this. But at the end of the day, they're going to step into the cage and, and the jokes are over. So we're going to see what happens there. I'm excited about that fight on that alone. Well, he tagged him on it, too, so it's not like he was hiding it. Right, right. I mean, he is intentionally, I feel like, ribbing Tanner, maybe trying to get under his skin, or I don't, I don't know. I don't get the play. That's what makes it so exciting. <laughs> it makes it fun. Like, that's fun. I love that. Yeah. No, it's it awesome. Affect, it doesn't affect the fight. I mean, the cage door is going to close, and, like, it, it doesn't matter that he trolled him. It doesn't matter. Like, they're going to have to fight. Yeah, yeah. They were going to have to do that anyway. Sure. But the, that makes it fun for us and for the fans. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't get that a lot um, on the regional scene. Um, and I don't know, I, I wouldn't say that uh, the chain's trying to emulate anybody on the, you know, one of the big shows, but it is nice to see that, you know, that sort of gamesmanship. I mean, it, it's, it's clean um, ribbing too. It's not like taken That's out of context. Nasty. It can be uh, in a bad way. It's, it's not this at all. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. I love it when fighters show their personality in this stuff. Like I always tell people like, you know, it's not just about like, there's so many aspects of the fight game that like matter. And it's not just, you can be the best fighter in the world. If nobody cares, like you're not making it to the UFC. Like you can be the best and not make it to the UFC. Yep. 100%. There's other aspects that you have to be consciously going after if you want to achieve great things. One of those things is being marketable, being fun, being like someone that people care about, care to watch. You have to be one of those people. And that doesn't mean not being yourself. It means being yourself with the volume turned up to 10 when you need to be. Mm -hmm. And I, I, that's the coaching that I give to, you know, any fighters that like, want to do want to achieve great things you can't you be be yourself don't don't try to be someone else but be yourself with the volume cranked right and that's you know that's classic even the whole way up to the UFC that's the Colby Covington story through and through was he fought for the UFC several times before he really turned into Colby Covington like if if fans will remember stretch back he was just known as a boring wrestler at first like, oh, he, was gonna get cut. he was going to get cut and they told him that ahead of that Damian Maya fight. And that's when he flipped the switch and turned, you know, he, he was all bashing the Brazilian people and saying crazy stuff about Damian Maya, who Damian Maya, one of the nicest human beings ever to compete in MMA. Yeah. Like, like who says bad things about Damian Maya? And here's this American dude going into Brazil and just trashing him at every opportunity. And obviously since that moment, we've seen what Colby has become, but that was a literal conversation where the ufc told him like bro even if you win you're out of here because literally nobody cares about watching you fight and we want people to care about watching you fight so he's an amazing fighter but he just the marketability wasn't there and now obviously one of the most marketable fighters on the roster so it's like you said ryan it's not about being fake or being anything you're not but just embrace who you are and then let that actually show like shane again shane nuttall being the example on this card i think he's 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 being hilarious like i'm excited to meet this guy now yeah i agree yeah so brawl in the bird nine everybody saturday this saturday october 23rd at the monroeville convention center tickets are available at 247fighting.com we'll put 
links and everything on the screen in the description in the comments all that fun stuff but 247fighting.com get tickets i'm really proud of the way this card came together it's actually we did the little fight of the night you know um what, what would you call it? exercise there's the word i'm looking for fight of the night exercise it's like genuinely difficult to pick a fight of the night when i look at this card so that's always exciting i think you, you guys are in for a great night of fights and uh any closing words from you two you want to add anything be there or you will be sorry sorry for Brawl in the Berg 10, too. Like, you're not only missing too. out a great night at Brawl in the Berg 9, but, like, you might also miss out your chance to – yeah, so double sorry. You're going to be super sorry. <laughs> sorry, seriously. Is that, is that a South Park – are we going to close on a South Park reference? Voice? Is that a – It no, sounds that was very – nah, That was just, just Ryan. That was just that's Ryan. That's just Rod Dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect. Do we need to end with gang signs? I mean, we promised gang signs. <laughs> we start – I was gonna say there weren't a ton. Of I don't know. Signs. I don't know how to. Like my my kids could probably do it. I have yeah, no, yeah. no clue. For all the know. talk, for all the talk about gang signs, there were there's a lack of gang signs on this yeah, podcast. We, but we yeah. totally didn't live up to the you know hype. No, but hype. but you know it will. Brawl in the Berg Nine that will for sure. It, I'm not sure it's gonna live up to the gang sign hype. But it's no, 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 no. But we'll work on that, everybody, and we'll get back to you. So thanks for sticking around, listening to this podcast, listening to us to be, be goofballs here on a Wednesday evening. We appreciate it, and we will see you Saturday and then for all the Berg 10. Like we said, December 4th, clear the calendars for that because it's going to be ridiculous and awesome. We're stoked. So we'll see you next time.